Hello, and welcome to Living Fit with your hosts, James and Karen Roberts, personal trainers, life coaches, and motivational speakers. This program promotes good health through nutrition and physical activity. If you are interested in starting a personal fitness training program, please contact either Karen Roberts at 336-202-2313 or James Roberts at 336-707-7719. You can also contact them at Facebook at livingfit.com.co. Please consult your medical doctor before starting any exercise program or nutritional plan. And now, here's James and Karen. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Living Fit. We would like to thank you for joining us today. Karen's going to give you a fit tip, and we're going to come back and continue our discussion for good health. Hi, and thank you so much for tuning in to Living Fit, um, our fit tip. All right, so um, today I want to talk to you about answering lifting questions. But first, go to Isaiah 58 and 11, and the Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your desire in scorched places and make your bones strong and you shall be like a watered garden, like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. All right, so lifting weights can be very intimidating, whether you're at home or the gym. The way you lift will depend primarily on your fitness goals. So here are answers to some of my four most commonly asked questions. Number one, should I start with cardio or weights? My opinion is if you are looking to build muscle, you do not want to start with cardio because you risk depleting your muscles, which can put you at risk for injury. I suggest lifting weights first, and then after your session, add cardio as needed. Also remember that you can get your heart rate up just as high lifting weights as you can when doing cardio. Question number two, how long should I rest in between sets? All right, so if you're lifting heavier weights with, um, with lower reps, say five to eight reps, you may want to take between three to five minutes in between sets to recover because lifting heavier will take more effort and energy. If you're looking to maintain muscle tone by lifting moderately, um, say about 8 to 12 reps, then you may want to take just 1 to 2 minutes in between sets to recover as you're not using as much energy. And on the other hand, if you are lifting for endurance between 15 to 30 reps, most likely the weight will be lighter and your rest periods may be between 20 and 30 seconds because you want to focus on keeping your heart rate up. Question number three. How long should I feel sore after a workout? Well, believe it or not, there are people who think there's something wrong with you if you are sore after a workout. Now, this is called DOOMS, D-O-M-S, Delayed Onset Muscle Soreness. This happens because when you lift, you are actually making micro tears in the muscle that will later be fused back together. This soreness may last anywhere from one to three days. Each person is different. However, if you feel pain on one side of the body versus the other, this may be a sign of injury, and you may want to have it checked out by a medical professional. Question number four, 
What's the best way to recover from my workout? Lifting weights causes trauma to your muscles. Rest is paramount to recovery. As long as you remain active, in other words, as long as you keep lifting, you are not allowing your body to repair itself. And you can do less stressful activities such as going for a walk, doing yoga, or some other non-stressful activity um, to give your body some downtime so it can recover. Also, just as important, you must provide the proper nutrition for the best recovery. Our bodies have what's known as satellite cells. These cells are on standby to fill in and repair the damaged cells. If we feed these cells garbage like junk food or processed foods, our bodies will not heal optimally. So we need to feed our cells as nutritiously as possible in order to support our fitness goals and optimize healing. So as always, thank you for listening. Share this information with family and friends and tune in today and every Tuesday at 11 a.m. to Living Fit with James and Karen Roberts. And we will share more health and wellness information with you. Um, So have a terrific Tuesday and be blessed. Thank you, Karen. And thank you all for joining us for Living Fit. Again, I'm James Roberts. Today I want to talk to you about the power of purpose. Isaiah 55:11 says, "So shall my word be that goeth out, go forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please. It shall prosper in the thing whereto I send it." This phrase act with purpose means doing the research to determine that some action is needed, the specific action that is needed, whether there is a specific action you can take to help and what that specific action is. In other words, it means not acting randomly, but acting after thought and consideration. Thomas Edison said, being busy does not always mean real work. The object of all work is production and our accomplishment and to either of these ends. There must be forethought, system, planning, intelligence, and honest purpose as well as perspiration. Seeming to do is not not doing. We in this society of America are obsessed with being busy. We've gotten so busy, in fact, that we can't even do one thing at a time. Now we attempt to do as many tasks as we can all at once called multitasking. For a long time, whenever someone asks me how I was doing, my standard answer might be busy uh, but good. First of all, does the other person care that I'm busy or does it just make me feel better to say I'm busy? Second of all, does busy really come before good? If it does, there's something wrong in my life. If I'm going to have a healthy life, 
I have to think about the time I'm going to spend with my purpose, my goal, what I'm going to do, how I'm going to act. Think about a time where you and your family went to church together or by uh, modern standard uh, thinking, a lot of people would say, this family is doing nothing, but they are. This family knows that they are doing what is necessary. They're listening to a sermon and why they are doing it because it is good for the family's spiritual growth. They aren't doing anything, but they are purposefully spending time together as a family, listening to hopefully a sermon they all benefit from and enjoying that it is equipping them to help others. Now, think about a time when you do what we call multitasking. Do you have a a book you're reading in front of you, talking to someone on the phone, listening to music, using the computer, eating, or even watching TV? What is your purpose? Is it reading, talking to someone, listening to music, using the computer, eating, or watching TV? It's not that far off from what we live our lives doing. Think of how many times you've answered the phone while reading a note from your uh, child's teacher or uh, maybe simultaneously uh, searching the internet for a new recipe to make for dinner and eating what you like uh, uh, to call something to hold you over till you get dinner fixed, only to have the lights go off in your uh, head and say with a smile, I'll just order pizza for the night. Busyness is a tricky foe because it it makes you feel as though you're doing something when you really, you're really filling the time, leaving less time for what's important. There was a lady who went to the doctor for a checkup. He, uh, she told the doctor that she was having a problem getting things done. She was always tired. So he told her that she had age-activated attention deficit disorder. Now, you probably wondered, how would he know how to diagnose a person with this kind of disorder? She told the doctor to, uh, she seemed to get nothing done, but she is always doing something, and at the end of the day, nothing She started, seems to get done, but she's always tired at the end of the day because she's always busy. So he asked her, what are you doing or what's going on in the course of your day? He said, tell me about yesterday. So she said, yesterday, I needed to wash my car. As I started toward the garage, I noticed that there are some letters on the kitchen table. I thought I better separate these and post uh, the ones that need to be posted as the bills and get rid of the junk mail. So 
she went on, she said, well, I went to put the junk mail in the trash and noticed that it was full. But then I said, I think what I need to do is go ahead and pay those bills. So she uh, says, I better take my checkbook from my bag and see that there is only one check left in her uh, checkbook. So she goes to the study where she sits down and she finds a bottle of Coke, which she had been drinking earlier. And she's uh, looking at her checkbook when she notices that the Coke she is holding in her hand is warm. So she decided, I better put this Coke in the refrigerator. As she entered the kitchen, she noticed the flowers on the countertop needed water. So I better put this Coke down. And she noticed, there's my glasses, which I've been looking for. And then she thought that I'd better take these back to my desk. But first, I need to water those flowers. So I spot the remote on the table in the kitchen. And I know later on we're going to need that remote to watch TV. So I decided to take it back to the living room. But first, I need to water these flowers. As I start to water the flowers, water splashes on the floor. So I put down the remote to wipe up the spill. Then I continue down the hall trying to remember what I was planning to do. Now it's the end of the day. The car isn't washed. The bills aren't paid. There's a warm bottle of Coke on the countertop. The flowers aren't watered. There's only one checkbook, one check in the checkbook. I can't find my remote or my glasses, and I don't know what I did with the car keys. I tried to work out why I got nothing done, and I'm baffled because I've been busy, and now I'm really tired. And that's how the doctor came up with his diagnosis. How many times have you gotten to the end of a busy day and had nothing to show for it? What we have to learn to do is do one thing at a time. Most experts agree that there is really no such, such thing as being a multitasker. Really, you're just doing a micro-tasking spending very small amounts of time on one task, then switching to another task, resulting in a lack of focus or getting anything done. In your health walk, you have to set aside time in order for you to focus on what you're doing. If you say your goal is to be successful at weight loss, if you say your goal is to be more mobile, more physically active, you have to set it as a purpose, a reason to go for. That's uh, what really needs to happen. And anything else, we need to set aside time for the things that we need to get done other than this task. No, nothing really gets done as long as we keep moving the target of what we're uh, trying to accomplish. 
in order, order for us to be able to uh, be healthier and to live a longer life, we have to unplug. We have to take the Internet for what it is. It's a tool. It's a powerful tool. It also is a great distraction, which literally, there's anything at our fingertips. We do a lot of things. We focus on nothing, and we don't get anything done. It's easy to get lost in the World Wide Web for hours at a time, searching things out, and never doing anything, never taking action on what you're actually trying to do. Trying to set time during the day when technology is not allowed in your home, especially with your children and your family. You, in order for you to get a good quality spent time with your family, showing them what your focus is, your spiritual life, your physical life, your mental life, you need to show that they're important. Removing the things that are toxic just doesn't mean food. It means the things around us that distract us from concentrating on the things that would move us in the right direction to accomplish the goals that would ultimately lead us to where we need to be in our health, in our relationships, in our families. We need to use these tools like uh, maybe reading uh, a quick snapshot of what's going on in the world if we need to know what's happening in the world. We don't need to sit down all day and focus on all the negativity that's in the world because if we focus on those things, we won't stay focused on what we need to do. We need to take time to focus on our breathing. It's a good way to clear our minds. It's difficult sometimes, but when you meditate, on and you take time out for your your yourself and get away from your to-do list that, that may be over zealous. You got too much on that list. You just need to sit down and take a breath, focus on your breathing, and take time on you. You need to do what we call planning your downtime. That's acting with purpose. And it doesn't mean you can't have any fun or time you should always schedule throughout the week in advance. And clearly aligning with your personal goals. What it means is that when you sit down and you know that you're overstressed, you need to just take the time just you and God, and focus on just you. Not all the things that need to get done. Guess what? If you weren't here, the things that you say need to get done, that people call you about, they would have to do them if you weren't available. Having fun can be a purposeful, purposeful, purposeful thing, too. We, we we all need our focus. We all need to have purpose. Napping can be purposeful. Taking a nap when you need it is purposeful. My wife oftentimes tells me, I just got to take a few minutes to lay down. You know, Karen's better about that than I am. 
when she feels like she needs time, she just says, I'm going to take a nap, you know, I, and uh, or she'll call a client and maybe even say, I, I got to take a, a minute here. Most of the time what we do is we, if we schedule somebody, that's our purpose. Our, our purpose is to get the training to the person because they need it. So we try to keep those. No, we don't try. We do. We do what we say. If the only way we change what we're doing is if we have already told the person that what all the problems were we had going on in our day. And they say, if you need me to change my appointment, we will. That's the only time we have ever changed what we're trying to do. Doing nothing can be purposeful. Sometimes when I don't have somebody, I purposely don't do anything. But my mind is always at work. I'm always thinking about what needs to be done and how I can help others. It's a purpose that I have. It's a focus that I have. And I make sure that I start my day with one purpose, to know what God says, to take care of my physical body, my spiritual mind, and my mental mind, and make sure that my wife is happy. And my, you know, that's, that's my goal. Me and my wife are together. We have these goals that we work together, and we're trying to live this life together, and we need to work on them. We don't, we don't let things get out of hand. We need to work on those things. So a good thing to do, if you know that every afternoon at about 3 p.m., you need a break, plan one as part of your day. You know you need to exercise. Make that time available for you to exercise. You know that you go to walk on your break, on your lunch break. Make sure everyone knows that I won't be at my desk and I won't answer my phone if I'm out doing my walk. Let your boss know. Tell him that you need personal time. Give yourself 15 minutes if you need to be on Facebook. Give yourself 15 minutes to take a look at it. If you need to chat with a colleague, chat with the colleague, but give them their time. You know, be specific about what you're trying to do. This is a purpose that you have. You need to have time for yourself. This is called self-care. This self-care helps you eliminate the things that do you harm in the course of a day. And if you don't do that, it will lead to what we call pain, and suffering in our life. We need our personal time. We need our time alone. So set yourself a timer to put yourself at risk. Another thing that I notice about people is they don't keep their minds clear because their area, their space is not clean. This is a big problem with a lot of people. Clutter desk is a sign of a cluttered mind. It's very hard to be productive in a place that is in total disarray. Every envelope 
paper and pile is a reminder of something that needs to be done. They all will be distracting and lead you into a moment of frenzy. And if you're not a consistent person that does what is necessary, you won't be able to focus on what needs to get done and you won't be successful in your purpose, the things that you know need to happen. When you drive to your job, your purpose is to arrive to the job before the time you're supposed to be there so that you can be at your workstation or duty station so that you can perform the work that you need to get done. All of us know how to use purpose, but all of us don't know how to implement it in every area of our life. Now, of course, while it would be nice if we were able to plan out every day and make every moment purposeful, that's not how real life really is. And you're right, stuff happens, emergencies happen, distractions happen. We need to do our best we can. And remember that acting with purpose doesn't have to mean that everything has to be planned. What I would like for you to do is think about this. Take some time to think about what's preventing you from acting with the purpose to gain your health. What's preventing you from doing what is necessary? Is it that you have a fear that you might not be able to accomplish it because you know that you have this hunger or desire that you're not willing to give up your addiction? Is it that there's people around you that you like to hang around and they uh, sometimes make you feel uncomfortable because you're trying to change what you're doing and you're trying to pull them on board. They don't want to change and you're trying to influence them. Sometimes what we have to do is realize that we're not going to be able to change the world. But what we can do is show them that we have changed. Now I would like to give you a few scriptures to help you Matthew 5, 16 says, In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. This is a purpose. 1 Timothy 4, 12. The Apostle Paul told Timothy, Let no one despise you for your youth, but set the believers an example in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, in purity. And he also wrote in 1 Corinthians 15.33, Do not be deceived. Bad company ruins good morals. If you have a purpose that is going to improve your life, going to lead you to a healthier life, going to improve your family, going to help you live this life out in a meaningful, purpose, purposeful way that will lead you to what God says do, you have done what God said do, and God's going to honor that. And you don't need to be conformed to this world, as Romans 12, 2 says, but you need to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And you can't let others be the one that influence you to do wrong. Neither can you let them be the excuse why you do 
what you do. Create a plan to minimize your distractions and stop being too busy. And to live this life out according to what God has purposed you to do. And gain your help through the wisdom of God's Word. And the meaningful seeking out knowledge about gaining your help. Everything we do has a purpose. But everything we do should be put in its proper place. Living this life the way we say we want to live it and making it uh, so that it glorifies our Father who is in heaven. I want to thank you for your time. Thank you for your patience. Thank you for your kindness. And thank you for your listening today. Karen and I, thank you so much. Keep living fit and doing what matters. And hopefully we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Living Fit. Please consult a physician or fitness professional before beginning any activity if you are under their care. If you would like to contact James or Karen, you can do so through the website, Facebook at livingfit.com.co, or call. Until next time, keep living fit and do what matters. Thank you. Thank you.